Reaper, the Maelstrom, and the Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons show by Rollcast and is intended for mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and drug references. Full content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello, and welcome back to another session at the table. We are Rollcast. Uh, As per usual, I am Tom, your unflappable DM. I've described myself as that before, but you know what? I'm still unflappable, definitely. As usual, I am joined by JB. Yes. Coogan. Yes, you are. Thumbs up. And Gaz. Gaz is with us this time. We've just had a couple of technical issues, so... We've got Wait. the voice of Gaz. Hi. Yes. Um, you shall be unseen. Say, I'm waving. Are you just going to describe your actions, your webcam actions to us now? You're just getting fully into the roleplay experience. I'm nodding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nodding. <laughs> As usual, JB plays our new wizard, Deeks. Our new Nemesh wizard, Deeks. He does. C- Hugan is portraying our Dragonborn cleric, Gregor. Yes. And Gaz is portraying our totally normal human, Ezidor. Absolutely. Yes. As is quickly becoming our custom, I do have a question for each of you. Let's start with Coogan, because his is the one that I definitely do know that I'm going to ask, and I'm not going to wing the other two. Hmm. So. Gregor. Yes. What do you think about your fancy new crown? I'm not too sure about it at the moment. It seems to be a, a quite a good help when I'm in the uh when I'm in the temple. Seems to know some stuff. It, it's nice knowing just to ask whatever's in my head. It's like what's behind this door? Uh, so it's it's kind of like a bit of a cheat to me. But That's we'll see how it goes. I, I was a bit worried when I was about to take off last session. I thought, you know what? Knowing me, it'll make my head explode. So I just I thought I'll play it safe and keep it on me. And hopefully he might give me some tips yeah. on how to defeat the jailer, I believe. That's fair enough. And yeah, hmm. seeing as he's a simile of Merkel, as he said, he might might be able to help you out a little bit here. Hmm. Hopefully, hopefully. Might turn me. You never know. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to help. I have no clue myself. And I it's, am probably, it's probably not. <laughs> all don't I'll say, I was going to say, all I'll say on this is, do any of you know about the ship of Theseus? Mm-hmm. No. Nah. Well, wonderful, in which case I've not accidentally revealed a potentially important plot point. Well, I Moving know on. about it, but... Oh, God, Merkel's not going to take over my body with the flipping crown, is he? No. Oh, God. However, Ezidor, my question for you, my friend. Uh, hmm. Should have really had one planned here. DM. Moving on. <laughs> no, I, I have one. I have one. Why does your friend, we'll call him, Wish to eat deeks so much. 
Well, it's not so much he wished to eat him, just more he he's got some uh strange habits. It's more the death side of it he was probably after, but I'll I'll have a word with him and I'm sure he'll he'll calm down and toe the line, sure enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Eating is a good way to die as any, I suppose. There is some glory, I guess, in being eaten. Anyway, Deeks. Yeah, eating someone with that amount of arcana of the, uh, like eating a poisonous so. frog, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, mm. she's got some strange habits. <laughs> mm. Can't say I fully understand them, but, you know, he's, well, I'll just say he's a little bit off. You know what? That's probably the fairest way of putting it that you could. So finally, Deeks. Yeah. What is with the hat? What is with all of your spells coming out of the hat? Well, it's just something I learnt. Well, something he learnt from from a youngish age. I mean, all wizards have, you know, it's a, a means of casting a spell forward, and mm-hmm. uh, there was the reason was it's just a tra- traditional way of sort of doing it. It's it's, it's a little bit with respect, I suppose. Uh, sometimes you've got to deal magic in 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 a harmful way, unfortunately. Um, so I guess he sort of started doing that when he had to cast these negative spells, and it was sort of a token of respect to tip the hat okay. on some of the some of the creatures he may have had to put into the ground let's say i suppose it's better than coming out of your ass (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that that won't be a very very respectful way of doing it no not at all so yeah just a a tip of the hat shows some shows some respect so just quickly quickly touching on that then will would deeks do that for every enemy or is it only only ones that he deigns like worthy of his respect yeah, I would say I would say that. Uh, if if generally if he if um, let's just say he's not always going to tip the hat, and when that when that time comes, you'll you'll see what else he does, and in which way he does it. And no, it's not going to come from the ass. Ah. If anyone's <laughs> waiting for that, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come from somewhere else. Somewhere else. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Maybe not such a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is this out the front? Roll, roll times, a stream of initiative. <laughs> one of these times I'm going to be able to say roll credits without just losing the will to live, but today is not <laughs> You day. ask these questions, do you? <laughs> yes, I'm not the one you said you was going to ask. Oh, my dad. <laughs> roll credits. Hello and welcome back to the table. So the last time that we saw you guys, you were still obviously in the Temple of Merkel. 
you had just um, walked into a room that had a had an odd ethereal type of tree in it that kind of warmed you as you approached. Um, it healed all of your damages and whatnot. However, it did have the side effect of Gregor. It kind of made you a little bit delusional. That was um, high. That's one way to put it. That's definitely mm. one way to put it. As you guys continued on through the tunnels and whatnot around the temple on the eastern side, your delusion also seemed to infect peaks. Only temporarily, though, until you came out into a very small, very dark, very ominous room that you soon identified to be the sacrificial chambers. Unfortunately, Gregor, this kind of broke you slightly for a little time. However, Ezador did manage to bring you back around and back to your senses. It was a very hard time for me. I can imagine it's been been a rough time. Nonetheless, you all then made the decision to wait it out in the in the Great Hall, essentially, for the other side of the expedition group to return. So you could all essentially just decide what to do next. With Ezador and Deeks not having been there before, they took this as an opportunity to search around. Um, Deeks trying to get as much information as he can. Ezador looting the corpses of Gregor's now deceased comrade. <laughs> Coming away with a nice large ornate golden key and a hat that changes shapes. Whoops. <laughs> to be fair, Gregor did not notice. So you're, you're alright. You're good. Eventually, the rest of the party returned and a consensus, a consensus was drawn for a couple of you at least to ascend to the higher levels. Originally it was going to be all of you, but unfortunately with the amount that had already been used um, by the Cult of Merkel, only a couple of you could go up. That was obviously Amrius, Ebchar, Gregor, Deeks, Ezidor, and Fu. Each of you took a slice sliver of this sacrificial heart and ingested it before being able to finally ascend to the higher levels. Once up there, it felt like you passed a veil of some sort. Very odd feeling for you all. You came out into a landing, essentially, with two large doors on either side and a small wooden door in the centre. Ezador and Ebchar, I believe it was, went into one whilst... I, whilst Gregor, forgot your name there for a second, Gregor. Gregor and Deeks went into another one. Offensive. Well, you know, it happens. <laughs> um, in each of the rooms, you were presented with a riddle along with a treasure that you would be able to access upon solving the riddle correctly. Both groups managed to. Ezidor managed to solve his incredibly quickly, yes. coming away with a nice little ring. Knowledge is a gift of mine, one of many. Can I roll for insight on that? Oh, yeah. I have no doubt there'll be plenty of other opportunities <laughs> for you to roll insight on his potential bullshit or his potential truths. We don't know yet. On the other side, Gregor managed to stumble into the answer, I think is fair to say. And for his I'd trouble... Say, I would say so, yeah. <laughs> and for his troubles, he got a nice crown of horns. Uh, of is it a crown of horns? Crown of horns. Crown of horns, so that's what you've called yeah. it. I forgot my own description though. It was a nice crown nonetheless, that once he placed it on his head, realised was talking to him. Deeks, however, did not quite agree with the answer to this riddle. So he remained behind for a, a short amount of time. While the rest went into the main 
area. Death! Death! <laughs> You're wrong! It <laughs> <laughs> made no sense. <laughs> I think he came to the conclusion that the answer was existence when he came out of the room, didn't he? I think his answer was burn it all down, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. However, Deeks did, yes, eventually return back into the main foyer with the rest of them after setting the room ablaze. And the group entered into this small wooden door. And they came out into a medium-sized, stony, quite dark and dingy circular room, in the centre of which was a makeshift idol made out of bones. <gasps> As they approached it. Oh yeah, I remember where we had out. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. Good. As they approached the, as they approached the um, idol of bones, Gregor conversed again with the voice in his head, and the voice informed him that they would either have to swear fealty to Merkel to be able to proceed, or they could destroy the idol and face the jailer. A test of strength, essentially. With only four of them entering the room, with both Echar and Fu remaining outside in case any further Merkelites attacked them, they decided to try their luck with destroying the uh, destroying the idol. As soon as the idol was destroyed, there was a large cacophony of noise as all the bones and skulls and fragments of others who had previously entered this area rolled together and started forming a monstrous grotesque form, as globules of flesh dropped off the hooks from above them, and a cage dropped. Eventually it formed a humanoid kind of shape, with multipliers that all swirled around, well as chains around its hands, and just fleshy, stubby legs. Eventually, as it fully took form, it let out an inhuman roar, and every single eye transfixed on the four intruders in the room. Everyone, roll initiative, please. Yeah. Oh, and Elsa. Oh, God. 11. 11. 12. 12, okay. Uh, Yeah, 11 as well. One second, sorry. So, Deeks, you was 12, Gregor, 11. Ezidar, what are you up to? Nine. Uh, okay, so our order then is... Let me just double check. Deeks, you got 11. Gregor, uh, sorry, I Deeks, got you got 12. Gregor, you got 11. Mm-hmm. Ezidar, you got nine. Okay. So, our order of combat then is the Jailer. Deeks, Gregor, Ezador, and then Amrius. And if you remember, I was stood right in the back of the crowd when we left. (laughs) I have positioned you all around about where I figured from our descriptions previously. So unfortunately, Gregor was the one who attacked the statue. You are right in front of this chap. (laughs) So... So actually, yes, I give myself to Merkel. Leave me. Your, your description, Esador, of being at the back is actually accurate. Yeah. So let us 
You're, you're kind of at the back. You're not fully at the back, but you're further behind than anyone else. It's like I planned it. <laughs> this would be terrifying <laughs> if you'd planned this. Okay, so the jailer then. I plan for everything, dear. <laughs> the jailer then, with its eyes just suddenly straight ahead. It sees the most obvious target, the one that's directly in front of it. And the DM realises that he hasn't put his... There we go. He sees the one right in front of him. And again, the DM realises he hasn't actually put the grid on yet. So give me one second. There we go. The jailer realises that the one straight in front of him is the one that attacked the idol. With just a heavy... It lumbers forward. Oh dear. It's fleshy stubules just squelching into the floor as it does. A foot raises up and smashes down on the remains of the of the idol. Sending just splinters everywhere. Oh it looks down at you, Gregor, every single eye facing you. Another it raises its like fists covered in chains and then slams it down. 15 feet wide. <laughs> uh, it slams it down, however... As it does, you kind of just manage to nimbly avoid it. And as it does, its hand pierces one of the protruding burn fragments of the idol itself. You hear a sick kind of squelching noise as the burn just shoots straight through its forearm. Deals some damage to it. Did you roll a nat one? I could not possibly confirm or deny this. <laughs> it yes. roars in pain again, just raises the arm up again. However, this time it unclenches its fist and you hear a as the chains unwrap. It whips the chains back and launches it towards you. That's better. I'm guessing a 26 hits. Yes. Oh, it's a buddy. You take 11 points of damage as this chain just kind of wraps around you. It wraps and tightens around you. Roll me a grapple check, please. A A grapple check? Scrum save. Ah. Sixteen. Even though it hits you and it wraps around, it kind of like the chain itself hits against itself and for a split second it is a tiny bit loose. And in that split second you just kind of flex out and the chain Bruh. removes itself around you. It kind of spins back around and just lands on the floor. That is the jailer's go, so Deeks, we're up to you. Right, okay. Um, I would like to move... Right away! Right away! Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm going to move. Yeah, so, I've already back. given you guys control of your tokens. So I'm going to move to here. 
Yep. Um, and I'm going to cast Blade Ward. Okay. So that's basically you extend your hand and trace a sigil of warding in the air. Until the end of your next turn, you have resistance against bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage dealt by weapon attacks. Okay. Hmm. Um, then, bonus action, bardic what inspiration. It? Does a wizard know how to do bardic inspiration? Sorry, not bardic inspiration. <laughs> I'm, I'm so You're still kind of... St- yeah, I get that. You were with, you were with the Daily Deny for a while. <laughs> Poor Rag. Uh, his ghost is just still in you. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Admittedly, uh, that sounded a bit wrong, but... <laughs> right, uh, I think I'll just end my turn there, then. That's fair. Okay, yeah. then. Um, Gregor, we're up to you. Brill. Okay. Da-da-da-da-da. You're kind of facing down this lumbering hulk. It towers over you. It's it's so big that it's kind of rustling almost against the chains and stuff that are above it. Right. Lovely. Uh, I just look at this uh, Humbering Hulk. Uh, can I just uh, just talk very quickly uh, to the voice in my head? Uh, excuse me. Um, how do you kill this thing? <laughs> just straight up, yeah. that then all right i'm gonna cast guiding bolt at level three okay well wait a minute not level three sorry level two yeah go for it Lovely. um yeah. i was gonna say i don't have to roll out on this one well the jailer doesn't have to roll out on this one does he uh no 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 it's uh just a straight up like see if it hits yeah go for it then can I use my um, inspiration? You can if you've got it. Yeah. Alright, that's better. Uh, 16. A 16 will hit. Yeah. Alright, so that's 5d6 radiant damage. Okay, go for it. No, I don't know why I whistled so loudly there, but. 5d6, alright. Uh, that's 15 uh, points of radiant damage. Okay. Uh, 15, you say? What, mm-hmm. that loud noise. Sorry, it's my dice. That's fine. Just fine. <laughs> Sorry, don't worry. Sorry, I'm being a dick at the moment. <laughs> yeah, so you, you kind of... You're staring up at this lumbering 
terrifying figure, but you're not really feeling fear from it, especially after it hit you with that. You kind of stretch your hands out between them. You, you start generating energy, and it's like a noise. You reach an arm back, and you just launch this energy at this creature, and with a sudden boom, it hits it square in the shoulder. There's a large burst of light that happens, as well as kind of like almost dust blowing off of it, obscuring your vision for a split second. As the cloud kind of settles down, you see where its shoulder was with all of the skulls. A large chunk of these skulls have been blasted off. However, the flesh, the wobbly flesh that had dropped down previously, just kind of squelches back around. Oh dear. Yeah, I think that's uh, my go done then. Isidore, we're up to you. Sorry, do I see a weapon on him? So he's got chains wrapped around his hands. Mm. Um, his other hand is just a large fleshy stub, basically, that he can use to slam down. And you can see that there is a cage embedded in his chest. Whether or not that in itself is a weapon, you do not know. I'm going to do a uh, true strike at 30 feet. So what I'm actually going to do is move back a bit. <laughs> Fair enough. Move away from Gregor there, at this point. I'm going to do, yeah, true strike on him. I point my finger at the target and it grants me a brief insight into the target's defences. Go for it. Which basically means on my next turn, I get an advantage on my first attack roll against the target. That makes sense, yeah. So, how, how do you do this then? So, you kind of dash backwards? Yeah, I move back to a reasonable distance and I just point my finger at him and go, Tell me your secrets. You kind of hear like a. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, maybe the skulls. In his shoulder, a good place to hit. Ooh. I'm a bit. Of... I'll, say, I'll give you a little bit of. Just because it's law friendly to tell you about that. Do I have time to shout such information to the party? Not this time, I'm afraid. Okay. I would like to change then as my second attack then. Yeah, go for it. Explain to the group how you change then, because they're still. This will be the first time they've seen it in good lighting. Oh, right. Okay. Mm. I go. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to stand there and go, well, there's no point in putting it off. I think we're going to need you. And then uh, I just sort of swell out a little bit. I start turning black. And then my arms come out and turn into tentacles and a big um, head kind of thing with one eye and a gaping maw with jagged teeth on the front and then loads of little tentacles underneath that basically helps propel it forward more than anything and then it just sort of unravels just with a bring him to me mm, nice yeah you guys are seeing the sudden transformation from the otherwise uh um they just quickly snap, very quickly looks at dicks. <laughs> and then back at me. <laughs> <laughs> the dicks just, just trembles. 
<laughs> just chill, good damn dicks is fine. Okay, so we're now up to Amrius then. Amrius, seeing what is happening, just dashes back and kind of takes a step in between Deeks and Ezador. As he turns, just uh, cover me for this, will you? If you would both be so kind. And as he does, kind of drops to his knees, brings out a stick of chalk, and starts quickly drawing on the stone floor. A quick, like, dashings of runes and whatnot around. And that is his go. We're now back up to the jailer. Yay. The jailer who has taken quite a hefty chunk of damage there from this, from an insolent mortal who has defied its own master, just once again, just you you feel spit kind of fly past your face, Gregor, as it does. I'm you sorry. The smell of rancid breath just kind of like hits you square in the face as it does. And as it is roaring like this, you notice... Need to brush your teeth, mate. <laughs> you notice that the skulls in the jailer's shoulders have uh, reduced ever so slightly. By three, in fact. Okay, as that I... happens... Mm. Three skeletons appear. Yeah. One a little bit distance away from you. One next to Amrius. Oh, yeah, I see it. And one behind the other two. Blah. It lets out a roar once more. And then it raises its arm for another attack. Yeah. It swings it down. Would a 13 hit you? No. It swings it down, but you kind of just step to the side again as it <laughs> smashes onto the floor. Brill. Skeletons this time don't so The skeletons are saying nothing. They're just kind of looking at you, just... <laughs> Eats. We're up to you. Okay. <clears throat> So what I think I'm going to do... I'm going to try and cast Hold Person. Okay. So it's got a range of 60 feet. But I've need to concentrate up to one minute. Okay. Well, the concentration's up to one minute. Uh, so... Choose a humanoid that you can see within range. Target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. So that'll be a fifteen you need to make. Okay. Alright, this is for this is for the jailer. Okay, no problem. Just give me one second, I just need to quickly give these skelly bobs a name, just in case you guys are wanting to attack them. Okay, so the skeleton that is on the northern pile near Ezador is skeleton one. The one at the very back is skeleton two. 
and the one towards the south is skeleton three. Okay, so Deeks, you were wanting to do what again? Sorry. I'm casting hold person. Uh, the jailer needs to make a wisdom save of fifteen. A fifteen. Yeah. With an 18, it managed to break oh. out, I'm afraid. Okay. Um. It seems like it seemed like your spell kind of almost worked for a second, but it just kind of shrugs it off. Right, before the end of my turn, then, as a bonus action, would you... Oh, no, I can still move, can't I? You can still move, yes. I can still move. What I'd like to do is probably move, which give this. I know it'll give Skelly boy over here attack of opportunity, it but I want to use it before my. You're, you're not engaged with him yet. Mm, you don't okay, get I'd like to move then. So I'm going to move. Um, yep. Okay. That's the end of my turn, which the um, Blade Ward spell ends. That is fair enough. Okay, then. We are now up to you, Gregor, as Deeks is kind of, like, scrabbling his way over the, like... Uh, I suppose for Deeks, it's almost like a mountain of uh, bones and stuff. Yeah, I'm just running for just... <laughs> It's almost cartoonish. Right, as he, uh, as the jailer slams his arm down, as I do a quick job, I just grab my sun sword. I'm just going to just as I'm drawing out the sword, as I get to about halfway up, I just draw it out and then I want to try and cut his arm off. All right, roll to hit. Nice. That's a nat 20. <laughs> oh, roll your damage then, please. God. Uh, also, uh, Tom, just uh, I've got two here. Uh, I've got two things to roll. Is that right? Yeah, oh, he's, he's just one. He's just one uh, D. One D8 and one uh, D10. I think one for slashing and the other one for radiance. Yeah, so roll them both twice. And then tell tell me the two separate. Uh, tell me the totals separately, please. All right, I'll do the I'll do the slashing one first. Yes, please do. Fifteen. That's twenty-one points of slashing damage, I believe. Yep. And then one D. So roll that twice, your D8. Uh, 12 points of radiant damage. 12 points, okay. So, Gregor, yeah, so you... You, as this fish just... <laughs> smashes into the floor, it tries to raise it up, and as it does, you grab the hilt of your sunblade, you slash upwards... As you do, as it's about to reach about chest height, you think that you want it to ignite, and as it does, it meets resistance at first with the fleshy stub of the jailer, and then just a boom as the light just mm, ignites. And as it does, you can smell the smell of searing flesh 
as it effortlessly cuts through the jailer's arm. Not only that, but as it continues rising, the blade itself seems to extend ever so slightly, cuts into the chest, and leaves a large gash underneath where the cage was. It continues upward, and it stops just short of the throat. Cuts into the throat ever so slightly, and there's just a sickening of putrid, decayed black blood that kind of globs onto the floor. As this happens, as it cuts up, I just look at it and just give my own, like, Dragonborn raw. Just go... <laughs> right back at it. It tries to respond, but it is unable now that you have severed its voice box. And as you do I that... I just give it a smile. As you've still got... If you smile at it with your sunblade raised, you just hear... Sunblade, eh? Interesting. I just, yeah, I just smile. Just, I'm, I'm more in the zone of just, I've just cut this uh, big jailer's arm off. Fair enough. As a door, we're up to you. I'm going to target the jailer on my first one. Yeah. I'm going to do an arcane blast on okay, him, go for it. which is a range 30 foot, 120 feet. Uh, the target must make a dexterity saving throw of I already worked this out proficiency and charisma 13 saving throw of 13 you're saying that's dex okay yeah dex okay so yeah as you take a step to the side how are you generating this arcane bolt I'm just gonna like curl up the tentacles so I'm all clenched up and I'm just gonna be like and then a big blast come out as I do that. <laughs> as you do this giant purplish dark blast comes out. It was purplish. <laughs> Adam? Yeah, I was imagining it being purplish, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. Ar- Ar- arcane, it just conjures purple. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, as it does, it kind of whips past and it kind of like just zooms. Just kind of like almost grazes the side of the jailer's face. There's a large. And more as the arcane blast smashes into the large heap of skeletons behind, pretty much obliterating that entire mound. Right. And they're just gonna look at him like all annoyed. They just get all revved up and they're just gonna come right in to there. Okay. So yeah, getting all revved up, you're almost animalistic now, just dashing past. You're not even paying attention to the skeleton. The skeleton's just kind of like trying to raise the sword up to you, just like, and you're just dashing past it. Yeah. So like half rolling, just all tentacles flying everywhere. And he's going to look at it and go, <laughs> you dodge my attack. And then I'm going to come in with blades, which is just 1d10 plus 2. Yep, so roll your attack then. Yep. Uh, oh yeah, i got to hit it first, haven't I? <laughs> You have to hit it first, I'm afraid. <laughs> Is that a natural 20 or a natural 1? It's one of the two, I think. I'd love to say natural 20, but like... Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> which is... What do I add to this? Is it a natural 1? No, it's not. It's not. Okay, that's fine. It's just your normal attack. It's non your normal hit. 
So it'll be on your character sheet, be on melee attacks. So I would assume that it's probably, if I remember oh, rightly, it'll plus. be strength. Oh, yeah. It does say blade attack bonus plus five. Yeah, then that's what it is yeah. then, plus five. So that's eight. <laughs> As you're kind of like, <laughs> if you're running in you're like um, screaming about how it's you know like daring to dodge your attacks you're just kind of like whipping your tentacles around trying to take blades uh, trying to harden them into blades and as you <gasps> do you kind of like I've got advantage. still flailing quickly yep. <laughs> <laughs> as you do you raise your tentacle back flailing wildly Regardless of how this goes now, it's going to be flailing wildly. Yeah, no, it's gone bad. <laughs> I can't roll worse. Five, what's, the, what's the other one? Uh, five. <laughs> Is it a natural... <laughs> I was going to say, as long as it's not a natural one, so you kind of just... You slam your, like, bladed tentacle down, and it just kind of, like, dinks off, like, one of the braces on its arms. Just like... Doop. The jailer kind of just looks at you... It's on its last legs, but it just kind of looks at you with puzzlement at why this tentacled walking octopus has just flailed at it, essentially. Can I look at the flail octopus and it's like, what the hell are you? Right. You don't quite recognize it. No. No. I'm just going to like start slamming my tentacles all over the place. Just like slaver coming out all over the place because I'm just super annoyed. I'm I'm going to ready action. <laughs> do you have an action to ready? I think so, yeah. I did an attack and a, a extra attack, so it would be a bonus. Yeah. It? Oh, no, it's not a bonus thing, is it? I'm afraid. Right. I was just trying to remember that. So I'm going to roar even louder. <laughs> <laughs> just get, you're just working yourself up more. You're trying to, in your head, in your head, as a door is trying to think of this as some kind of tactical thing like chess and realising he doesn't have an extra move he gets himself even (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're now up to Amrius then Amrius is still kind of like on the floor scrolling away but as he does you kind of um, peeks at the very least because he's in front of you you can see him finishing this giant circle essentially with numerous runes on the inside of it the circle that essentially if this was to be a rectangle of sorts it would be a 3 by 3 rectangle around about there um, as he does you can see him adding some more little squiggles around it and he just kind of looks up and shouts to anyone who's listening really if you find yourself injured, come back to this rune. It will ensure that you are uh, revitalized. It is a rune of healing. And the end is go. Good to know. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> <laughs> However, you do actually notice that being in the vicinity, this. Uh, oh. Need to here. There one second. You do notice that just being in the vicinity of it, this skelly bob here just kind of like crumbles into dust straight away. Ah. Hmm. So that's skelly bob number three gone. Skelly bob number one. Seeing as they have no intelligence, I need to roll something here. Skelly bob one 
sees this tiefling just draw a giant circle. He sees that this weird writhing octopus over here is being dealt with by the jailer, as is the weird dragon. The weird tiefling, however, steps off of his mounding off his off of his mound of bones, straight into the rune, and immediately crumbles to dust. Nice. Skeleton number two also sees this tiefling. He doesn't recognize the small little gnome over there, but he sees the tiefling, stumbles forward. And again, the second his feet hits the runic incantation, just <laughs> dust once more. Seeing nice. this, Bravo. seeing this, the jailer just lets out an. <laughs> However, unfortunately, well, unfortunately for him, he's too occupied now with the two weird creatures that are attacking him. I'm gonna growl back the at dragon him. Once more. <laughs> You're gonna what? growl back at him. <laughs> yeah, can I roar back him as well? I'm you rowing back just, with this weird octopus. You both just roar back in unison. <laughs> it slams down towards just with its fleshy globule towards this dragon. I'm assuming a 19 hits. Yeah. Okay. As it slams down, it kind of like hits you square in the shoulder. You take eight eight points of damage as it just kind of boom, knocks you back ever so slightly. Right, fair enough, fair enough. It sees this damage that's happened to you, and it roars in jubilation, a happy, a happy roar from an undead boy. Seems pleased with himself. And again, with the chain now just kind of dragging behind it, it whips it around. And he's now going to try and attack the weird octopus thing. Oh, oh, okay. I'm assuming a 19 hits the weird octopus. It's trying to create as much distance between everything as it can. Yes, it does. It does. So the chain whips around. And as it does, it does. You kind of feel this sharp pain as you pay. Eight points of damage. As it kind of like just wraps itself around. And I dropped most of my sound effect thing. Um, roll me a strength saving throw, please. No, I can't use it, never mind. Strength, yeah? Yeah. 16. So as this chain tries to wrap itself around you, your slimy, gooey tendrils kind of coat this chain, and it just kind of drops off you straight away. Yeah. <laughs> you let out a roar of jubilation. <laughs> Eeks, we're on to you, my friend. Yeah, so... I'm going to grab one of these skulls on the floor. If I can. You said the skull's what I'm under. Yes, you are, under, on. you are on top of a bunch of skulls. So yes, you can pick one up very easily. Yeah. So I'd like to pick one of those up. Yep. And I'd like to launch it straight at the jailer whilst casting catapult. Okay. I'm... I thought that was you only going to be a two. I'll just throw a skull. <laughs> that, that's enough. 
I throw this. <laughs> yeah, go for it. You're a wizard. <laughs> what does Catapult okay. do then? So I need to choose an object weighing one to five pounds. Yes. Uh, within range, I'm stood on it. Um, that isn't being worn or carried. Uh, the object flies in a straight line up to 90 feet in a direction you choose before falling to the ground. Stopping early if it impacts against a solid surface. So basically, I'm aiming this at the jailer. Yeah. And uh, he needs to make a dex of 15. A dex save of 15. Saving. Okay. Yeah. So you Come kind on, of. Come on. You kind of reach down and pick up the skull. How are you doing this catapulting mode? Yeah, so. I'm picking it up, obviously. Uh, what I'm going to do. No, I'm not. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to not throw it with any strength or anything. Not a great amount of strength. I just sort of want to turn it in my hands a little bit. While I'm looking, while I'm uh, yeah. conjuring up this yeah. spell. Turning it. And then just look at the jailer. Ah, let's see. And just whoosh, right across down the line. Roll your damage. Yeah, he made a deck save. Yeah, roll your damage. Okay. I also need to roll something else here, actually, because I've just seen something might be in the line of sight there. 17 points of damage. How much? Fucking hell. 17. Jesus, so nice. yeah, you kind of, you spin this skeleton around, this, this skull around, and you let go. How do yeah. you do this? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so I've turned this skull in my hand, look at the jailer. Think, yeah, this ought to do it. <laughs> Straight down, with a, with a bit of a rest against the skulls. Cocky bitch. Cocky, now he's got foresight. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, you two! <laughs> it narrowly whips in between both of them. Both of you two can feel an intense pressure pass by you. How does it impact JB? How does it what, sorry? How does it impact the jailer? How does it hit the jailer? What what is the damage done to this jailer? Okay, so this the skull itself takes the same damage it's not going to make any difference to the skull but it's it, the object takes the same amount of damage so i can imagine with that force and damage the skull's just going to splinter off into pieces yes so how deeks has seen it is it's gone straight down and smashed through the chest cage Gone through it, caved it in, inside, smashed, and it's splintered out all of these pieces that have shot individual different parts of the jailer's body. And one mm -hmm. of them has just managed to impact the heart. It if it has a heart. If it has a heart, it does now. And it's just... It it's didn't just before, it, but the existing force now. of will has generated <laughs> one. And, and, it, and it's just shut that motherfucker down. <laughs> Yeah, so this skull whips by the two of you straight into the cage. It blasts the cage apart. 
The cage itself, with the front of it having previously been locked and barred, the skull smashes through it, and as it does and hits the inside, it splinters out, just splinters everywhere. You're quite lucky that they just kind of clatter, though, on the inside of the cage towards you. But you see them kind of, like, into various areas on the interior of the jailer. The jailer pauses for a second, raises its arm once again, lets out another... But this time, halfway through its roar... And it falls backwards with a heavy... Dust flies up. The mounds of skeletons all just kind of roll and smatter against each other. And the jailer lays still. Dead. Yeah! No, 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 nice. not yet! <laughs> Don't die yet! I'm going to start pounding its face. <laughs> <laughs> There's just, you just, the two of you and Amrish just hear this squishy kind of <laughs> smashing against the face of a dead creature. It was my turn! <laughs> As he collapses on the floor, can I turn around and go straight to Amrius? Yeah, I was going to do the same. I'm just going to relax there, and as I turn to Amrius, he's like, huh, is that all? <sighs> just trying not to show that I'm not too badly injured. I have to say, from this initial introduction, I thought that might be a more difficult fight than it was. However, hmm. I do not wish to speak ill of the dead, especially of your former friends. Well, I suppose they are still your friends. Of our former companions, Gregor, but... It mm-hmm. would seem that our, our new companions may be better equipped to deal with certain threats. I agree. Can I just turn to Dix? <laughs> <and just> went... <laughs> Fucking <What>? hell. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I just... Just agreed with Amri slagging off your friends. <laughs> your recently deceased ones. That's true. I'm, did... I'm more, I'm more survived that we kind of like survived. I'm more into the moment. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Me, you have... I'm, I'm glad I didn't kill all your people. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say. I just turn around to Dix and say. You know what? I don't know about you, but for some reason, I feel insulted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. No, not to speak ill of the dead, but they made their choice by trying to go for the the mimic. <laughs> they made their choice by dying. I just turned to Dix and just so, uh, well done. Well done. Well, thank you, sir. It's greatly appreciated. Can I heal up now? <laughs> yeah, um, you got. Sorry, Dix, you want to do help? Amrius. Uh, yeah. I'm wondering if you could maybe maybe help me. If this, if, is there any divination runes that you can carve on the floor? Anything that you've just done that would make me. I re- less less weird, less less. I'm a little bit. A little bit exhausted from that for some reason. It's speaking just. Just me- maybe give me a little. Maybe give me a little bit of juice. Speaking mechanically, what are you wanting Amrys to do for you? 
I'm trying to find a way of regaining some spell slots. <laughs> you might be SOL here, but I will see if Amrius has that power. What's SOL mean? Shall we look? Uh, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, as, as much as I'd love for Amrius to just be like, yes, yes, I can make you all better and stuff, I, <laughs> he, he does actually have an actual set amount of stuff that he can do, given his class. Um, perhaps a, perhaps a, as a rune of rest. That'd be great if so, but unfortunately... No. Additionally, guys, as you are all just kind of like sat happily chatting and trying to... I still intend to do some of that. If that's alright. Yeah, go for it. I'll let you do this one thing before I do another thing then. Okay. While I was pounding the face of the corpse, I'm just gonna say, well, you're good at dying. Are you good at carrying anything? And I'm gonna, can I loot the corpse? Okay. Uh, I just need to do... Okay, it stays dead. Um, roll me an investigation check then, please, as you loot the corpse. You think for a split second there that you might actually see a glimmer of movement from one of its hands. But then you realise that's probably just, you know, it's last for us before it dies. So roll me an investigation check then, please, to Could I see if you find quickly anything. quickly pound it in the face as soon as I thought I saw it? <laughs> yeah, go for it. You just, poof, in the face. Still. No more movement. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> investigation. Oh, what is it? Seventeen. Uh, Whoa! I believe so. Yeah, you're you're just wanting to loot it, aren't you? Is that really that? Jesus. Uh, oh, so Twenty-three. <laughs> Give me one second, please. Oh, plus six on my investigation. Okay, so, um, Ezidor, you got what exactly again? Uh, sorry, twenty-six. Okay, what exactly are Three, you three. trying to find out? Are you... Either way, <laughs> that's an impressive amount. Um, are you trying to find items on it, or are you trying to find, like, um, body parts and whatnot? Well, I, I would say anything valuable is what I'd be looking for, really. Um, okay. Um, yeah. I would say... Uh, yeah, just sort of valuable. Okay, let me see if I can find what I had for this. Okay, so going into the actual cage itself, as you're kind of searching around, um, As you're kind of like searching around into the actual cage itself, you find. Yeah, my table would like to load. Uh, there we go. You find a potion of healing. Okay. A small golden bracelet. Attached to a skeleton. You don't need to take the skeleton with you. You also find two... Um, 
you find two gemstones worth 20 gold each. That is just specifically in the um, chest cavity itself. However, you notice that kind of like lodged into the back, the very, very, very back of this, there is... There we go. There is a blade. Just like embedded into the actual chest at the roof of the cage itself. Do you take the blade? I know how these things normally go, but I'm going to be like, yes. You're blind. I love that too. And I'll go, yeah. Okay, so you pull this dagger out, and it is a dagger that is made out of a piece of jagged stone. You, As you're kind of looking at it, you see that the blade has like a maze-like pattern on it, with no beginning or end. So, right in, because obviously it's not been um, awakened or anything like that, it's not been... Identified, attuned. It's not been attuned or identified. Just write blade of maze pattern. Oh, okay. I wrote something significantly more there, but yeah, all right. <laughs> that's that's fine. Write what you want, but then in the actual, in the actual like name for it, just blade of maze oh, pattern. Right, okay. Yeah. Just because. Just because I'm also writing it down as something else. Like the actual thing. And having it down as blade of maze pattern will make it easier for me to uh, know. Right, I'll go and pick, pick it up then. And I'll look back at its face and go, well, I suppose that helps to calm mine. And then smack it once more in the face. <laughs> Just kind of like a... As, as you deform this undead beings face even more with the guardian defeated and falling apart once more on the floor the previously sealed door that you entered from kind of rumbles loudly as it sinks to the floor revealing the hole that you were previously in at the same time completely opposite it another Another door rolls downwards, revealing another opening. Ah, I think we should proceed. Ooh, sorry, where are these? Where are these openings? North, east, south, east, east and west. So the eastern side, uh, right, eat, This side here. Mm -hmm. It's not showing on my thingy. Sorry, one second, guys. Shredded weeds. Yeah, never eat shredded weeds. Never, yeah, yeah, never is north. Eat. East. Shredded. South. Wheat. Yeah, you see that's how, how you remember it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, on the eastern side here, um, where this massive schools and stuff are, rolls down the door to an area that you've not been to yet. West, so behind you, around here. Um, is the doorway that you entered from 
Do, do we? Do you think we need to go back, or should we go? Should we push on forward? Just gonna quickly turn my head round, looking at Deeks. <laughs> I'll shift my gears over to Amrius. I'm just gonna keep staring at him. <laughs> Are you still in your um, sloppy boy yeah. form? Yeah. So Amrius just kind of like notices Ezadol <laughs> like this and just like. Okay, uh, very well. I believe it is probably prudent of us to continue onwards. I, I would be on full guard there. We onwards it is then. I'll just cut have, him off halfway through. <laughs> have not seen the rest of it. You know what? Fine, go on. <laughs> go on, Deeks. Follow your heart. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm following him. <laughs> <laughs> just, just really closely behind. Uh, Greg will probably keep an eye on those two. Yes, I will do. I'll just carry. I'll just walk on with them. Yep. So as you continue walking through, then you enter into a room. You enter into a room. He says, "There we go." And it is much smaller than the summoning room. You guys are actually surprised at how small this so-called inner sanctum is. It's barely bigger than the entryway of a house and it's completely devoid of decoration what's most surprising though is the fact that this room is completely empty there are no cult members there are no terms of information and more pertinently to you at least Gregor if not to everyone else there's no plinth the room Mm completely bare nothing here I just muttered to myself there is well completely bare may be a slight lie there is a wooden stand like towards one corner but it's no longer holding anything and additionally next to the term is a body Hmm. Can I go up to the body? You can. You are now stood next to the body. Their wrists... uh, Well, there's blood. There's lots of blood pooling out from the body, and it would appear that the blood might be next to... uh, might be coming from the wrists itself. Is it fresh? Looks to be, yes. The blood itself is still quite red and viscous. Yeah, sorry, Gregor. I was going to say, can I just roll for an investigation how he died? You can, yes. That is a zero. Man's dead. Not a natural one. <laughs> Not a natural one. Mm-mm. Man's dead. Don't know how. Blood everywhere. Oh, no. I just look on the floor, just thinking of the blood. Yes, this man's dead, all right. I'm going to go up to it and have a look myself. Yeah, roll me an investigation, please. Leaving Deeks. He looked at me. By the way, what's this massive creature that's next to me? (laughs) Anyone know? Yes, it's it's Ezador. That's you, Ezador. He's here. He seems to take on another form sometimes. 
It's a little bit, a little bit intimidating. Quit your prattling! I'm trying to investigate here. And he's trying to investigate. Shut up! <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> Sorry. So, next to the stand itself, then, you can see... Well, what were you trying to investigate exactly? You were investigating the body, wasn't you, Sorry. Uh, yeah, I was looking at how he died. Okay, so, kind of like crouching down, a slimy tentacle reaches out and kind of like flips the corpse over. The corpse is in black robes, and in the centre of the robes is a white skull that Gregor and Amrius at least immediately recognises the sigil of Merkel. As he flips over and his wrist kind of faces upwards, you can see, yes, this wrist has just been completely slashed on both sides. Uh, on both wrists, sorry. Next to it, uh, in the continually pooling pool, I guess, of blood, is a dagger. Can I pick it up? I was going to say, as he's picking it up, can I go into my head again and say, Merkel, do you know what this place is? Okay, so, one at a time then. Um, As a door, you pick up the the dagger. Again, is there anything that you're trying to perceive of the dagger or anything like that? Uh, I just want to know what it looks like, really. It's a basic small dagger. It's got slightly serrated. Um, it's got a very slightly serrated blade at the very tip of it, and the handle looks to be made out of some varnished wood. Does it smell weird? Define weird. What does it smell of? <laughs> Blood. Oh, actually, roll me a perception check. Fifteen. It smells of blood, and it's the damnedest thing. You can almost it almost smells salty at the same time. Salty blood. Does this make any sense to any of you? Hmm. I'm gonna hold Not it really. in me, right in their faces. Any of you? No, we offer as much information as you do. Is is there any um soft sounds? What do you mean by soft sounds? Well, based on the information that I had reading through the tenants of Merkel. There would normally, um, there's a certain point after passing through a corridor, you know, when they're trying to escape the temple uh, into one of Lathander's rooms, they'd be greeted by soft sounds. Oh, I understand what you mean. No, there's none of that nearby. There's none of that. Does You're not it, an illusion. Does it look like this dagger would fit on the stamp? You can try if you want. However, as you are trying, Gregor, what was you saying? I was going to go into the voice in the crown and just go, Merkel, do you know what this room is? So as you ask this and you can, I assume, 
um, in the background as Ezador or the weird form of Ezador is placing this dagger onto the stand in your head, Gregor. This is the inner sanctum. This, this is the most sacred room of the entire temple. Interesting. It's although my plinth is not here, nor are my books. My books should be here. My plinth should be here. Yes, it is not. Do you know where it would be? Unfortunately, I do not. As I told you, I am but a facsimile of Merkel. Anything he did after he made me, after he poured his memories and mind into this, this form, I do not know of anything extra that he did, so I can't tell you how or where it could have been. I suspect well, you, must know about, you must know about the dagger. Turn to face the dagger, I can only see what you can see. I just face towards the dagger where he's just about to put it on. It is but a simple dagger. Uh, Nothing special, though. A body is as sacred as mine. Why would why would one of my followers kill themselves in here if not? You can almost hear like a clicking in your head as this disembodied voice clicks of what would be ethereal fingers. Blood magic is afoot. Maybe that is what should move the plinth. Say that again, sorry, I couldn't catch that. Blood magic is afoot. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what moves the plinth. Ah, I think there's blood magic afoot. I just say it to everyone else. What do you mean? Yes, what makes you think that? I think it's time to explain this helmet of mine on my head. Never mind, I'll mention it later. Can I... <laughs> Cast detect thoughts onto Gregor. I mean, you can, yeah. <laughs> Let me just load this up very quickly because I need to double check one thing. <laughs> well, I need to de- t- I need to detect one thing. Uh, you can read this one when you cast it live. Uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gregor is to make a wisdom saving throw of fifteen. If you, oh, if you're resisting, I was gonna say you can. I don't just know. Do am I? It's your call. It depends. Um, so, from what I can read, 
you can learn the surface thoughts of the creature. Just straight up learn the surface thoughts of the creature. If you wish to probe any further, then mm. if he wishes to resist. Then he makes his wisdom. Yes. Well, no. I'll learn the surface thoughts for now. See what okay. comes through. Gregor, so, what are your um, surface thoughts? So just a... a t- uh, at that point... Hmm. Yeah, sorry, as, as Deeks kind of like tips his hat very... Very subtly, I'm assuming here, Dix. Yeah. I wonder what this blood magic is that he keeps talking about. Hmm. I'm just like thinking. Do I know anything about the blood magic? I'm going to come back to that ever so slightly in a second. If Dix wants to do anything else, if he picked up on I would anything. like to. I'd like to probe further because that's raised some questions of concern. I wonder what this blood magic is. Oh, I thought you picked up on another uh, thing that he'd said there. But nonetheless. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. You, I was going to say, I noticed that you s- s- slipped in something very specific there. <laughs> nonetheless, um, yeah. That's roll. all I heard was the blood magic. He said something else. It's, it was in that sentence, but he said something. Uh, roll a wisdom save then, please, um, Gregor. 15, you say, Dix? 15, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that definitely passes there. Uh, 22. Okay. Dix, you are kicked out of his head. Yeah. Do I know that he's cast that on me? Uh, you should do. Yeah. Yeah, you will do, yeah. You felt something probe on the inside of your mind, and then just poof, it's out. I just look. I just. I just look at the gnome and just go, "Stay out my head, gnome." Can I slowly make my way over to Grigor, with one suspicious eyebrow coming down over my ginormous eye? <laughs> <laughs> you can, yes. <laughs> As you do the Gregor, roll me. Roll me a history check, please. Um, Ezador, what are you doing as you're approaching? Let's go according to him and just go, What is it about this crown? I don't like secrets. I'm sort of bobbing down. I'm gonna get right, I'm gonna get right up to his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a nine anyway on my history check. You, you, just, you just had one what he said there. He was about to tell us something and then all of a sudden he, he, I'm not, he stops. I'm, I'm not doing this to you, Dix. Okay. <laughs> He's doing it to Gregor. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought you okay. was. <laughs> okay. Um, so You Greg- let me carry on with that, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> so, Gregor- That's quite good, actually, because you're just nervous around him, aren't you? So mm, you're yeah. answering for him. <laughs> <laughs> Gregor, with that nine, you seem to recall that you've heard something about blood magic and plimps, but you can't quite recall what. And before you can actually remember what it was, there's this giant hulking, gloopy octopus monster, essentially, leaning towards you, saying that it doesn't like your crown. Um... Roll, Ezador, roll me an intimidation, please. 
Oh, it's good. I don't know what my <laughs> bonus is though. Um, 19. 19. Ooh. Okay. Uh, roll me a constitution then, Gregor. Please be a 19. Constitution save. Yeah, you're trying to hold your shit together. So this giant fucking monster with a very angry eyebrow is bearing down at you. Definitely not. That's an eight. You feel very intimidated. You can feel this rancid breath blowing against you. It's strange. It's more terrifying than the jailer. Well... <clears throat> just like, just try to look away from this big eye that's like looking into my soul. Speak! <laughs> um, I can't really say at the moment, but this helmet has some sort of power that gives me insight into into the rooms that I go in. Good, Gregor. Good. I think with that, I'm gonna change back. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, just like, so I'll coil back into myself. Teal eyes coming back out. Like, oh, sorry, sorry about Troy. I just had to take over there. I, I, I will explain about him at some point. Oh, Isidore, <laughs> Isidore, you're back. Yes, I just had to. Oh, it's you. I just had to let him have a wander around, Orion. Never shut up. But I, you're safe. Don't worry. I've got it on control. <laughs> I'm glad he gave me a bit of a heart attack yes. speaking to me. Yes, it could be like that. I wish I could say his bark was worse than his bite, but <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I would. Well, I would like you to possibly keep him away from me. Oh, he's fine. He's fine with you. I've had a word with him. He doesn't look fine. No, no. He's handy in a fight, though. So, I keep him around. <laughs> hmm. As well, you... I won't pry into your business. I will, I will tell you at a more convenient time. It's nothing. Just... Anyway, you have insights. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, this crown that I've got on my head. Yeah, it gives me... It kind of talks to me. Right, so blood magic. Yes, that's what it seems to be telling me. Um, Amrius, do you know anything about this blood magic? Can I insight check him on this? Insight check Gregor? Gregor. Yeah, go for it. Um, is your Based doing... on just probing his mind and not finding out everything. Disadvan with disadvantage. Because you got kicked out of his mind before you could really pick up on anything and as well you when you were probing his mind you didn't pick up on the thing that would be a big 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 hint hmm. okay. as you are inciting sorry go on have you rolled yeah 18 he's not quite telling the full truth here something about Gregor and this crown and his explanations. It seems like he's kind of grasping a little bit. He's holding something back, Ezador. Yes, 
Yes, I know. I am being told profusely by... Uh, look, just give me a minute. I'm just going to go to the corner and start mumbling to myself a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to get a bit closer then. As this is happening and you've asked Amrius, does he know anything about the blood magic? You can see that he's kind of crouched down next to the figure. Unfortunately, I do not know too much about the blood magic. However, I do know about runic magic. And it kind of gestures. And you see that there are some markings and inscriptions that seem to be made out of chalk. However, a lot of them are obscured by the slowly pooling blood as it's covering out. Do you know what's happened here? Sorry, did I also hear Dick saying that I, I'm not telling the truth? Yeah, did you hear him say that? Uh, no, you were focused on Amorous, I'm afraid. Um, I, I do not know the full story as such. However, it looks as though the circles and the inscriptions uh, that of a teleportation circle. However, it looks like the spell has been cast and the markings have been tampered with slightly. Hmm. Wait a minute. Um, as a Darth, did you say that there was a bit of salt on the dagger? Hmm? Hmm? Say that. Say it again. I'm just gonna. Ugh. Clear my head a bit. What, what, what was that? Uh, you mentioned, well, your other friend that you have in that body of yours, uh, mentioned about the dagger having blood and salt yeah, on it. In my head as well, unfortunately. Uh, yes, yes, it did smell of salt, strangely enough. Obviously the blood, which I assume is what happened to our poor um, cadaver down there. But salt, yes. Can I grab the blade and give it a sniff? You can. Roll me an investigation, please. Ah, uh, that's a 12. A 12, you say? Yes. What exactly were you trying to deduce from this? What exactly? Does this salt like smell familiar? Like it's like I've been in a place that I've been before? Like Salt Harbor, maybe? <laughs> With a 12, you can't quite tell. You would. If it was anywhere other than the lunar area, then the lunar region, you would immediately think that it is to do with the ocean. However, because it is the lunar area, the lunar region, that has a lot of salt just naturally, you're not too sure. You know that it is in the lunar region. You would assume that given the concentration of it, the smell of the concentration, it is near some form of body of water. Whether or not that is the ocean, a lake, a stream, a gulf, a spring, it could be anything. could be anything at this point. <laughs> it could be anything as long as it's near water. Right. Uh... 
I'm yes. Do you know where this transportation rune circle? Do you know where it could have transported this this person? Uh, let me just see something here. As he's kind of crouching down, looking. <sighs> if it had been a few minutes quicker, then maybe yes. However, as you can see, obviously the blood that is pooling around on the chalk is obscuring multiple stuff. However, it looks as though the markings themselves have been erased, altered, changed, and uh, I would say that our chap down here, our recently deceased friend, is to blame. As you can tell, he is a member of the court itself. He must have drawn the short straw, as it were. He stayed behind intentionally, destroying as much of the circle as he could. However, he must have heard the commotion outside with the jailer and took his own life. The means of preventing us from finding out where they were going. You see, he's destroyed enough information on the circle that we cannot possibly hope to follow it, at least at this venture. Ooh, I was um, uh, uh, Go for it. I was going to say, how long has this body been dying for? Is there a way of telling? Throw me a medicine check. That is a... Where is it? 14. Within the last hour. Oh, oh. Is there... Oh, can I cast Spare the Dying? Let oh, me... no, sorry. No, no, sorry. That's Touch a Living Creature. Um, sorry. Then, nope. It's not living. Definitely not living at this point. Ezidor, did I hear an exclamation from you there? Uh, no. I, uh... I did have an idea, but then it ends up I'm not either, can anymore. <laughs> Unfortunately not, no. Can I distill the salt out the blood? How? Maybe, <laughs> but how are you wanting to do this? Boil it in water. <laughs> That's not how that works. So you can if you want, it just won't work. I can tell you that right now as a freebie. Yes. Uh, physics is never, chemistry is never one of my strong suits. As you're saying this, as you're saying this, he says, having already definitely already loaded up what he needed to and not desperately stalling for time by pretending that he's already loaded something up when he hasn't actually loaded something up. Definitely not. As you're saying this, you feel like a you look around and you can see dust kind of like hitting kind of like starting to fall from the roof. You can feel the vibration starting to reverberate around the entire temple 
Okay, I think we should leave now. I believe that the uh, temple is getting ready to teleport and we must make haste immediately. Oh yes, I forgot to do that. <laughs> I do not recall telling you, door, however. It would just prove to show once more that you are incredibly wise over the temples and magic. Thank you. Vigilant, yes, let's go. About time. Amrius, Amrius, is there a way of teleporting the bodies of my fallen comrades out of here? Uh, I believe so, yes. As long as we are very quick, we can take them with us through the portal. However, we must reach the entranceway where I planted the first wolf vein. Yes, let's go. I'm going to pick up the dagger on the way out. <laughs> you now have the dagger. And as the four of you start sprint, I'm assuming DJ are also sprinting out with them. Yeah, I'm not going to be as fast as these, but... Can I... Uh... Where was he at this point? Was he near the entrance or anything like that? He was like just that? kind of like stood behind you, I think, wasn't he? Wasn't right, you as I you kind of like hiding behind them? Yeah, I was stood behind them, yeah. As yeah. I just turned around, I just, gr just this big hand just comes and grabs him by the <laughs> back of his like, neck and just lifts him up. <laughs> Teach your little legs kicking, are still... Kicking my legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your little legs are still running. Still running. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you dash out of there and you are into the summoning room. As you dash through the summoning room and there's more reverberations, you can hear the chain start to really, really start to, like, jingle. Um, everyone roll me a deck save, please, as you're dashing through the snow. And no one has open save. Far too early for that shit right now, so let's not sing today. Yes. Five. Fourteen. Fourteen. Ezador? I'm better. What was it we're doing? Sorry? Uh, deck save, please. Uh... Fifteen. I was going to say, it's a bit too late for me if this is going to fail. Can I just chuck uh, dicks? Like in front of me? Roll me a strength check then, please. I'm going to let you try that. That's an eight. <laughs> you kind of like, as you hear this, you feel a sudden intent onto your shoulders. That's another chain smashing into your shoulders. You reach forward to try and let go of Deke so he can like kind of slide through the door, but you fumble it. You kind of like hit him as he does. Deeks, however, you kind of, with your roll, you not a perfect somersault. But you manage to gain enough momentum that you land on your feet, you stumble forwards, and you're still able to keep running. <laughs> scurry, 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 scurry. Ezidor, you notice as you're passing by, um, one of the chains just next to you as one of the other ones hits Gregor in the back and sends him stumbling. Amrys is able to continue just running, like past, past most of the area. So is what is someone knocked down, crud? Ezador, uh, Ezador, uh, Gregor is—he's not knocked down fully prone, but he's taken a stumble. He's almost fallen over. Right, is anyone in front of me, or am I in front of everyone? Uh, Deeks and Amrius are in front of you. Right, but Deeks have been knocked over. No, you can't eat Deeks yet. 
No, I'm a, I'm a Essendon now. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, Deeks is still fine. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna keep running then because I haven't seen it. You be on me, right? Okay, uh, Gregor, you kind of stumble as you see the other three almost reach the door. Roll me another deck save, please. I am going to turn around when I get to the door to see if we've got all the parts. Okay. So, yeah, you three have reached Nine. the door. <laughs> Again, another kind of like a change, just straight into Gregor's face this time and deals four points of damage as it kind of like splits your, uh, it splits the side of your face open near your eye. It's not enough to no. really, really cause damage, but you're bleeding from your like left side. It's it's quite a gash. Yeah, I just, I just scream a bit. Just, uh! So the three of you are now there, and there is more chains starting to fall down. Gregor, do you continue trying to run through? Yes. One more exit, please. Five. Half blinded now, you continue stumbling through. You're not even running so much. You're just kind of walking as fast as you can. And another, as this time it hits again and cuts straight across again on that side of the eye. You've now kind of like got an X over your eye. One directly down, one at a slightly diagonal, towards the outside of your face. It deals ten points of damage as it cuts deeper in. Right. Can I do a blade ward on myself? You can, yes. Extend your hand and trace a sigil of warding in the air. I have a resistance against bludgeoning, piercing and slashing, but bludgeoning probably more important. And then I'm gonna make my way to him. At this point, he's only about ten feet away from you, to be honest. So yeah, you can you can. Just kind of reach out. If you roll a strength check to get to him. Uh, what, to pull him in? Sorry, should I yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. Basically, just to get him and then pull him to the door. Really. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. Eleven. You do reach him and you kind of grab him, um, but he's kind of, he doesn't quite realise it's you at first, and he kind of just lashes out. He's still a yeah, little bit yeah. shocked. Easy friend, come on, we must rush. Both still of you trying are... to get onto my feet at this point, just still grabbing my eye where I've cut. You're back on your feet now, Dex. Deck save, please. That was a bit better. 13. <laughs> and you, Ezador? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> when will I learn? Never help people. <laughs> Five. <laughs> so. Gregor, you now managed to get to the doorway. Just more chains and candles and cages are falling all around you just all around but you get to the doorway as you do as a door one of them hits into your shoulder it sends you sprawling through the doorway itself you're through the door you take one point of damage hey, I can deal with that. 
Gregor, at this moment in time, you can only see out of one eye. Okay. Can I... Is everyone through the door? Yes. Can I... Use... Prestidigitation? <laughs> can you to, pronounce to it? <laughs> That's home, bro. Prestid... <laughs> Prestidigitation. You know what? I'll accept it. Yes, you can. <laughs> Presty for short. It's now called Presty, alright? Can't we just call it uh, the to, Wipey Sparkle? The Wipey Sparkle, yeah. To, um, to slam the door shut behind us? You can, so just as, as the door slams behind. However, the rest of the temple is still... You are now back into the landing where Ebchar and Fu are both there, just kind of both looking a little bit shocked. Ebchar says, Go! 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 Don't have to tell Still me twice, it. Foo, let's go! Foo just kind of hurriedly, but not exactly panickingly, just picks up his guitar and just walks out, just at speed. So you kind of whoosh, down the stairs, you pass through the veil once more, and you are now back into the Grand Hall, where the rest of the party are, as well as the corpses of your friends. Is it still rumbling here as well? It's still rumbling even downstairs, yes. Okay. Oh, where to? With potatoes, gentlemen! Yeah, bear in mind I'm, that I'm looking Deeks in all different and Ezidore have not been here before yet. Go straight down the corridor, all the way to the back, past the statue. I know, Is I that... know. Is that happening? Do you? <laughs> As you're shouting over, uh, everyone roll me another deck save, please. As, yeah, you have hey, now rejoined. Natural 20. As you rejoin with the group, Gregor, you see um, a bit of the roof start to cave in and drop down. And as it does, it almost hits Raynor, kind of grab Raynor and pull him to his feet and start running. 17 for me. 14. Deeks, as you do, you you kind of sprint down the stairs and do you tell anyone else to run as you're approaching the group? Nope. <laughs> you just kind of dart right by them. Straight I'm out the I'm out in front. You are now in front. You're at the very front. The to be fair though, quite a few of them notice. Um Raynor obviously is now being pulled up. Redmond sees you as does Bimit. Uh, yeah. They're all getting up and running now. Uh, Ivok, what did you oh, do? Well, uh, not Ivok, Ezador, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, 14, I got <laughs> Okay. What were you going to say, Deeks? I was going to say if I can see Bimit. Yes, you can. You're passing by him. Maybe... Maybe I'll try and Perfect. jump on his back. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me athletics with disadvantage. Yeah. A 14, did you say, Isidore? Yeah. As you do, you slip down the stairs a little bit, but you keep your footing and continue running straight down the center. Can I just turn to Amrius and just say, Amrius, the bodies! 
Very well, uh, Epshaw, make sure that you and, uh... Make sure that you and Fu take the bodies with us. Very well. And you just, you look behind and you can see with great effort, Epchar just kind of lifts up the body of Rag. He's a little bit slower now. And Fu just kind of lifts up the torso of Ivan. Oh, the legs of Ivan, should I say. <laughs> Such a weird song. <laughs> yep. There's no, there's no way to put this nicely or delicately. Just the legs of Ivan just flapping around in the wind. Are they still together, or the two pieces? <laughs> no, they're still together. It got took off just above the torso itself. So just underneath the belly button. Eeks, what did you get? I got three. <laughs> can I look at? <laughs> it's gonna bite you. Can I look at Bimit with, with with a bit of sad eyes? I really need help. As you go falling past his face. <laughs> you can, but you kind of jump up to get to him, and as you do, he raises his tail and just like into the ground. <laughs> you look up at him with the sad, desperate eyes. Bimit did not say a little gnome could ride him. That is an honor only for kin. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I just I need some help because I can't run as fast as everyone else. Please. Little gnome seemed to be doing just fine before. Little Leader gnome of was pack. running. Little gnome was running out of stamina. If little gnome shows Bimit that little gnome can lead the pack, then Bimit may believe little gnome is worthy. I, I, I don't in, <laughs> I don't intend to lead the pack. Then no riding bimit. Is he galloping away now? Just like <laughs> hold on to his, his leg. leg. <laughs> 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 hold on. <laughs> he doesn't notice you grabbing onto his leg. <laughs> I just saw that. Just keep on it. Keep on it. Is this, is this moving? <laughs> I just saw that proper anime style as you fall past his face. You know, with like. Teary eyes. Please, But yeah, you were all managing to make it through the Great Hall with relative ease. There's a couple of, as the temple is whooshing and shaking, you're starting to see one or two pieces of the furniture and the walls themselves almost seem to fade out of existence for a split second. And then they're back into the existence. You look down at your hands and you can see the same thing happening to you. However, you all managed to pass through. You are all now passing through the little hallway that is all lit up. And you are passing through the big double doors with the two statues on either side. Can everyone roll me a quick investigation check though, please, as you're running down the down the hallway to this room. Six. Deke, you are too concentrate. You are concentrating far too much on keeping I'm hold of Bimit, like. Yeah. Bimit's just like, Bimit feels like Bimit is running slightly slower than usual. <laughs> oh well, Bimit must just Keep be the scared. Head <laughs> uh, 14 for me. Exactly the same for me. 14. So as you... As you all move through the wooden doors, the large wooden doors, and you pass the two statues on either side, 
And as you're starting to approach the font, wishing to kind of like pass by and finally, finally leave this fucking temple, Gregor and Ezador, you notice that the lights behind you have all started to go out. Every every brazier is extinguishing as you pass. And you all have now reached the centre of this room. And the room is now dark. Completely devoid of light. Behind you though, you hear two flames ignite with a whoosh, As well as the unmistakable sound of clinking armour. The air becomes insufferably heavy as the footsteps get closer and closer. A figure clad fully in black metal armour starts to approach and then stops in the doorway, lit only by the two sconces now casting the familiar sickly green glow across them. A tattered red cape flutters behind them as they stop. As you stare at this creature, the armour itself seems to instill a sense of fear in you, the void blackness of it drawing all colour from the room. The edges of the armour seem impossibly sharp, especially around the elbows and knees where it seems to spike outwards, around the arms and the knees. Their feet, too, are covered in this armour, so immaculately crafted that it almost seems to be a single piece, and the armour that is covering their chest seems to have a slight lightness to it. But rather than to alleviate fear, it is instead simply highlighting the detailing of fawns that seem to wrap all around its chest before converging around the heart, or where a heart would be if this creature had one. The face is covered by a helm. It's blank, completely blank, a slate where no emotion can be derived. The only window to the creature being the helmet, uh, sorry, the only window to the creature behind the helmet two small slits where eyes should be. Even so, the eyes aren't really visible. Instead, it's just two tiny red dots and an odd green fog that is starting to peer out. It takes another step towards you. As this is happening, uh, I'm guessing everyone got to the end at this point. Yes. Can I just turn around as I'm seeing this creature, just to maybe slow him down, uh, cast Guiding Bolt at him? You start to form it in your hands, and as you do... You, you have defiled this temple. You were made in agreement and reneged. You have broken the bonds between God and disciple. A sacred vow was taken and severed. All but one have insulted my master. The murk right amongst you may pass. For those who have insulted my master, 
price must be paid. Roll to hit, Gregor, as you use your guiding bolt. As he's saying this, I go, well, I'm not one for following rules. I'm just going to just launch this into him. I'll just, Roll to hit. I'll just say, I make no such bargain. That is a uh, 21. That does hit. Roll your damage. It's nice 5d6 radiant damage. Fair enough. Eighteen radiant damage. Okay. So yeah, you. He says the price must be paid. He steps forward, and you launch this guiding bolt with another. Hits him square in the face, right into the center of his helm. He doesn't even look phased. Are you sure that was wise, As he... Gregor? <laughs> As he maybe not. <laughs> As you do this to him, and he takes a step forward again, you feel, yeah, maybe that wasn't the wisest of moves. My debt is old, and your lives are the currency. Slowly starts to raise his hand forward. Oh, uh, I'm going Slowly to ready action. <laughs> okay. He uh, starts slowly pointing. I'm giving you a chance to do an action here. He slowly starts pointing forward. Yeah, I would like to do something. Yeah, I would like to cast. I'm going to try. Uh, how far away am I from him? Uh, less than less than fifty feet. Okay, so I would like to try and cast whole person. Yeah, can I ready an action as well? <laughs> yeah, go on then. Uh, hold person, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, make a wisdom of fifteen. Save. <laughs> Uh, no, but it's already above 15. Takes another step forward. So he's raising his hand. Uh, I'll just... Blade, Blade Ward. My debt is old. You have insulted my master. Blade Ward. I've ready to actually. Yep, you can cut. So, can you've I ready, ready a spiritual weapon? You can. You can ready that as well. Um, as you do that, he takes another step forward. You all ready your action, and as you do, he points forward. The debt is old. Your life's a currency. Power word. Kill. 
Come and get your pay. Do you all remember, right at the very beginning when you entered the temple, I asked you to roll some dice. Oh, I can't remember that part. Remember that. <laughs> Maybe you want to look in the Discord chat. The three of you have rolled oh, yeah. rolls. Oh, shit. <laughs> I scrolled all the way to the top looking for that Shrek photo. Ezador, do you have it loaded up as well? I don't know. Two. <laughs> yeah, that's what you got. Okay. I got three. Well. So three, two, and nine. Okay. As he raises his finger forward and he utters those words, those words which are probably going to change people's lives forever. The three of you look around, wondering what the hell has just happened. Nothing seems to have affected any of you. You turn around. You see Ebchar and Amrius both seeming fine. You see Fu and Redmond seem fine. Dravlan it's has... Not. Pardon? Not bit, not bit, mate. Dravlan has walked across towards where the def uh, where this figure is, and passed by without any form of stopping from this figure. Raynor is fine. Deeks holding onto this leg. You can feel the pulse just... <laughs> pulse stops. You hear a pin... Bimit <laughs> 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 raises up on his hind legs, throwing you off of his legs. Kin, run! As he says that... He raises his mouth, he opens his mouth, and you see a ball of fire start to form. He launches it down to the floor, cutting the rest of you away from this figure. As this is happening, Amrius is reaching into his notepad, furiously scrolling. He pulls out a page, rips it, and throws it forward towards the weather vane. And suddenly, <laughs> A portal opens. You can see in front of you Bimit just <laughs> roaring out flame, fighting against the dying embers before another. <laughs> the flames get weaker and weaker still. And then suddenly, this almost like a split second where his flames seem to splutter. He stops, he stumbles forward. Kin, run! Bimit! I'm going to run towards the portal then. Um, Deeks, you get to the portal straight away. You're you're the first one through that fucking portal. Raynor... How close am I to Bimit? You're pretty much next to him. He kind oh, of... He's, he's kind of like lent onto one shoulder now. Another breath in. <sighs> and it's a tiny I'm not leaving splutter. you, Bimit! It's a tiny splutter of flame. As the flame goes out... Goodness. Kin cannot be the only one. Kin, I... 
as he's starting to choke on more and more. The Death Knight, another step forward. King cannot beat him. King must live. For Bimit. For green kin. For human kin. Big kin. Must live. Roll me a strength save, please. That is a uh, 16. With the absolute last and best deeds of his strength, he raises up again. You see a front paw just swing back and smack you straight into the chest. It sends you flying back, back into the room. And as he does, Bimit tries to raise up once more. But then another doof, doof, lifts onto his hind legs and then just falls flat. No more, no longer breathing. The Death Knight, Bimit! seeing the dragon fall, he takes another step forward. Where have I been flinged again? You're like at the back end of the room. The portal is next to you still. <laughs> the only other one in the room now, other than you, is Amrius. We must make haste immediately, boy. Unless, Ezidor, are you still yeah, there? Yeah, I ain't got through yet. I'm still at the portal. Sorry, yeah. You're stood in front of the portal, did you say? Yeah, well, I was watching how it's going to play out. Not playing out too great. No, it's not. I am um, going to grab, as long as it's not danger to myself, Gregor, by the shoulder. <laughs> Gregor, are you letting him? Uh, I'm just in shock that Bimich just laid on the floor not breathing, so I'm just going to just... As, as he's dragging me through, I'm just going, Bimich! I'm just going to Hollywood-style turn him round and just say, Don't let his sacrifice be for nothing! We've got to get out of here! Come on! I just look at him and just go, fuck, and then just run through. The knight takes another, uh, the the figure takes another step forward. And as he does, Amrius just turns and looks and then just back into the portal as well. Just <laughs> You're all in this suspended form for a second before you are suddenly thrown out onto the forest floor on the outskirts of Menel. Fuck. Oh dear. Well now I feel strange lying on this grass because I'm sniffing air outside. Yep. First time for a long time. But then I saw Bimit die. So bittersweet moment for me. It is it is very bittersweet for you, Ezador, as you're kind of like laying on the grass, finally tasting that sweet, sweet air for a long time. The sky blinding you as it is midday. The birds are now tweeting. He says, trying to desperately find a bird tweeting. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll just turn to, tweet, tweet, just turn tweet, to Gregor tweet. and said, you had no choice. He was gone. I'm just on the floor, on my knees, literally grabbing the floor. I just like literally just clench my fists in rage after seeing that. Yeah, some mighty ghastly business that was. 
So terribly sorry, Gregor. As that's happening, I'm just going to look into the air and just you just breathe out my um, lightning attack just into the air, just in anger. Yeah, just burst through the tree lines. As yeah, Gregor, before you entered that temple, you had two friends and a dragon. A dragon who was pretty much like a brother to you. <laughs> For the third time in your He's life, lost everyone. you have lost everyone that matters to you. Shit. Stare into the air and just breathe out more of your flame and sore anger. All of you... All of you are overcome with a sudden sense of loss, of anger, of trepidation. Even you, Deeks, and Ezador, you who didn't really know Bimit, but Deeks, you knew that this was a dragon. This was something that you were interested in. Yeah. You were interested in. And Ezador, with your experiences, you know how rare it is to find a dragon. And not only that, but to find a dragon that could bond with people. And now that's gone. Yes. As you... I'd say I'm concerned for Gregor mostly because he just lost his That's fair. Because I probably talked to him about twice. <laughs> to be honest, I've lost my whole party in that, so yeah. He's not going to be doing too good. I'm going to put my. I'm not doing I'm... too good. I'm fucking I'm shocked. I'm going to put my hand on Gregor's shoulder and go, maybe we find a tavern. Yeah. I just sit there in silence, just looking into the ground, just looking at the dirt in my hands that I've just picked up. Gregor, you're finding it hard to focus on stuff, and I hate to do this to you, but I need you to roll me a perception check, please. Oh, God. Because you were all running. You were all in shock. That's a you natural one. <laughs> you die of heartbreak. <laughs> Probably, I've lost, <laughs> I've lost all my companions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh God! You got a four. <laughs> okay. You feel your heart wrenching too. You feel everything just build up and again you let out another roar of pure anger this time it lets out all of the built up electricity from your breath that's stored in you it turns back on you though with your rage with your thirty points of damage thirty Three zero. And as Three, this electricity, as this electricity courses through you, uh, do I, I get a defense on electricity as well? Lightning. Yes, you do. I got a resistance. Okay, fifteen points then. Oh yeah, just enough. <laughs> as you do, you start smelling cooked flesh. Ezido, you're stood next to him, so you see this. You see the wounds where Gregor's eye was start smouldering 
and smoking. They kind of cauterize themselves, which in a sense is lucky, but in another it's not, as those cuts immediately start turning to scars. And as he opens his eyes, you don't notice this, Gregor, because you couldn't see from this eye because of all the blood, but as a door, you see that one of his eyes has turned a milky white. Yeah, Gregor, you now have a permanent disadvantage to perception checks, sight-based. Oh. Yay. I'm just, like, still in shock. I don't even feel the pain. It's like, I'm still on the floor, still... Didn't even let out a single moan or anything like that. I'm just letting this pain just wash over me. I'll be... Gregor, take it from a man who was... Had his fair share of losses. Just take it. It's all about moments. And in this moment, just stand. And then, the next moment, just walk. And we'll go and find ourselves a jolly good tavern. As, na as nice as that was, Gato, it's like I've just been hit by my own lightning and you just go, look on the bright side. Let's <laughs> get wankered. Yeah. You've lost everyone you care and love about and now your own powers are turning against you, but you know what? Alcohol. <laughs> it's all I've got. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I I'm still shocked. Just like looking up into the sky. Just... Just for the thematicness of it, rain starts pouring. <laughs> Slow drizzle at first. You look up, you're not crying, it's rain. Okay. So the rain just starts pouring down now. Well, I'll turn around to the rest of the group then and say, maybe set up camp? As you say this, uh, Deeks, what are you doing? You're in this small wooded clearing. You actually, Deeks, you recognise it as the place that you got taken from. Oh, okay. Uh, well, in that case, I'm uh, I'm just observing the area and looking. Roll me a perception I'm, I'm check. Keeping then, a... Sorry, you're keeping a... I'm just keeping an eye out everywhere and just watching Gregor. I don't really know how to deal with the situation. That's fair. I've not, got very, close. I've not got very close to Bimit, but I will... <sighs> I will let out some sparks in his memory from with 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 a long tip of the hat mm. very long tip yeah as you Lights. raise your head back up what's your perception 10 you're not 100% sure but wasn't that very large tiefling and uh, that really angry wood elf carrying corpses before. I'll go over to them. Who stood around them? So, there are Raynor, Ebchar, Amrius, and Fu. Redmond is slightly further away. He just kind of stood by himself, just looking back at the mines. Dravlon is nowhere near, as as you may have noticed. It wasn't all that he seemed. Yeah. I'll walk over to them then and quietly say, 
Where are the Where are the bodies? There is a look of shock on their faces. You can tell that there is no malice behind it, no anger. But in that moment, when they were facing that that creature and the portal opened, they only felt the only thing that they could do was run. Did you leave them behind? Raynor just kind of looks up, and for the for the first time that you've seen Deeks, because you know you've only met Raynor a little bit, there's genuine sadness on his face. You, you know what it was. You felt what it was like being in the same room as that thing. I'm not happy. But when I turned and ran, my grip just, just fell. I'm assuming the same for the big guy up there as well. This is, this is not going to be good. No, that poor kid's gone through a lot. And it's, uh... It's not going to be a fun journey back. No. Perhaps not, not mention anything just yet. Not gonna lie, there's a... Give him his moments. Well, there's a side of me and I don't know. He kind of turns to the rest. I don't know if the rest of you would agree on this, but, uh... Well, old Sparky Toes over there is grieving. Maybe we, uh... I know. Make it look... Like we've... No, done a little bit of digging. Or some dirt on the top. Oh no, your friends are already buried. We wanted to give him a quick burial. I don't think that's going to work. Well, what he doesn't know won't hurt him. Yeah, in the state he's in, I think he will kill you for burying them without him. But it's up to you. How about you tell him? You tell him, through Like you. Who is contemplating this? (laughs) Deeks, can you use your magic to excavate? I'll have a word with Gregor. You can use your magic, make it look like we've dug. It might... I hate to agree with Raynor. Hey, fuck you. I hate to agree with them. But this might be the best. He needs some form of closure. Just give me a moment. Okay. Would your prestidigitation work? Would the DM allow the prestidigitation to work? (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking a moment to decide whether I actually want to participate or not. That's fair. As you do, you feel Fu's hand on your shoulder. You'll make the right decision. And he just walks off towards where Gregor is. 
be able to dig myself in that hole, to be honest. I'm still looking up at the sky, just... Rain falling just, in, just in my head, just going, rag, Ivok, Bimit. Like, and everyone that's like, that I've lost. All of your threat, everyone, your family, Edgar Morrow, everyone, as you do. Who are they? Family, mm. friends, comrades, people I can save. Mm. Always difficult when you lose them. If it's any confidence. Oh, it wasn't any. When the being that would become Merkel made me. In a way, we said we. Sorry. In a way, when not so different. No, maybe not. Keep the anger in your heart. Grow. Use it. What comes next? I just take a deep breath. I just stand up. As you stand up, uh, as I, as I stand up, also I just rip a bit of a, like cloth from my like whatever I've got and just tie it around one of my eyes. That's like, is it is it completely thingy shut? No, it's open. It's open. Oh, but it's you've open. Got like such a cut down diagonally across towards the outside and downwards. It's cut into the eyeball itself. So your eyelids still work, but there's a large gash out of them. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm going to cover that. I just give it a feel just to see how bad it is, and then I just wrap this thing just around. So it's just covering my eye. Yeah, you now have a badass cloth wrapping covering one of your eyes. As you do that, um, Eeks, have you made your decision yet? Yeah, um, I think the only way I can do it is try casting Mage Hand, okay, and send the hand out and just just have it really quickly. Do. But I want it deep. I want it real fucking deep. Okay, I will roll on for that. Your mage hand just invisibly just two perfectly rectangular holes, thirteen feet deep. Okay, well, that's a good start. I that <laughs> not sure how to do this. We need to make. A noise, essentially, to be all like, "Oh, hey, something just fell in there." Uh, Dukes, I hate to put this on you again, but uh, that thing that you did when we were fleeing the temple, when you slammed the door shut, could that do uh, noises as well? 
It can. Could you, and I hate to put this upon you, do not worry. Uh, I have already discussed with Ebchar about giving you the cut, you and Ezador, of course, the cut that would have originally gone to Ragnarok and Ivor. So you be recompensated for all of this. But would you be so kind as to make a thumping noise from the holes? And we will cover the holes up quickly and let Gregor grieve. Very well. Okay, so cast press eight. Press eight. And you just hear a Gregor, as you stand up, you just hear a <laughs> And then I'm assuming the quick of dirt back on top. Yeah, Presti again with a faint of wind by either side coming from the left and right hand side of me as I'm stood in the middle of these two graves. Just the wind to blur the mud and the soil back over the top and the hand just patting down as it goes around. Yeah, Gregor, you see the you see the ends of this as the graves have been filled and patted down. And I'll take a bow once again with the hat. Yeah, I'll walk towards uh, the graves. Yeah. As this is happening, you see that everyone else is now starting to set up camp around. Can I play my... You know, tents and stuff. And Can play. I play my flute? So you can. If you have a flute, yes, you can. Roll me a performance check, please. Fifteen. Fifteen, okay. And what kind of flute music are you trying to play? I'm thinking to along the lines of He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. I was talking about a theme, guys, not an actual song. Oh, right. Can't find songs. Well, that's the theme. <laughs> sad. We'll go for yeah, sad. Like, respectful. Funeral music. <laughs> All right. Let us see what this sounds like. He says, definitely not winging this. I was going to say, has anyone seen Red Dwarf right at the beginning? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll see you later, <laughs> alligator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So long. Good night. <laughs> Say goodbye. <laughs> As a door, you start playing this definitely not optimistic music. Yeah, Coogan, you are meant to be upset. Yeah. You're meant to be heartbroken here, Guggen. Oh, very. I am very heartbroken. <laughs> but you are stood at the graves of your two friends. Right. I just reach in my pocket uh, some grid. What is it? A jade pair of dice. And I put that on. Do I know which is rags and which is uh, Ibex? I'm walking away at this point. Nope. Yeah, Deeks has just walked away. He is now, I'm assuming, Deeks, you're setting up another tent as well. No. No, you're just walking away? Just walking away, yeah. Who's uh, at the grave? No one at this point. It was just Deeks basically patting down the grave. The rest of the, rest of the expedition group has started setting up tents, trying to make a campfire. They're all doing it in silence. A bit difficult to make a campfire during the rain, but they're doing their best on it. Alright, okay, uh, alright, screw that then. Uh, I'm gonna uh, 
pull out uh, my last bottle of fine wine. Oh, no, yeah. I've got two, actually. Okay. I've got two bottles of uh, fine wine. I just open one of them and just take a big gulp. And then I just put it... And then just pour it on both the graves. And then just put it like, right in the middle of the okay. graves. And yeah, the rain continues to fall as you place this bottle there. And I'm assuming just make your way to the other side of the camp. No, I was going to say, like, we didn't know each other for too long, but I was starting to like you guys. (laughs) Goodbye, Rag. Goodbye, Ivok. I just take one big sigh. I'm sorry, Pinnett. And then just walk off. Yeah, not gonna lie, Vimis Death hurts the most out of all of you. Mm-hmm. No offense, guys. Yeah, as you walk off, you all spend the rest of the night just trying to get some peace, trying to eat, trying to sleep. As you sleep overnight, you all start to feel yourself somehow, after all of the ordeals, get that little bit stronger. A little bit faster. A little bit wiser. I was trying to remember the Daft Punk songs there, the Daft Punk lyrics there, but I could not. But nonetheless, you level up to level six. Whee! Yay! That's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Yay! Fantastic! Who's bimbit again? Is Um, this a long rest as well? It's a long rest, as you are all starting to rest up for the next day of travel back to Salt Harbour. Um, yeah, uh, Ezador, do me a favour and roll me a history check as you're kind of looking over the village of Menel. Yeah, but I've already done it. Uh, 15. Jesus. 15, you say? Um, okay. 15, 15, 15. Um, It's odd to you that at that base of the mountain... That mining, that mining entrance is open. Yeah. You find that very odd. Pretty slightly odd. Do I find any of the uh, tools or architecture or anything unfamiliar? The village is much more built up than it ever was. There was only one or two houses there when you last remember it. Whereas now it is a relatively thriving village. Especially that big metal tank that's stretching up the mountain. That definitely wasn't there. Oh, my. Hey. Something doesn't seem quite right here. At that, you all fall asleep. Uh, Ezador, you find it a bit more difficult to go to sleep because you feel like something is slightly amiss, but unfortunately you're not quite able to 
quite able to recognize what it is. You all sleep? I'll love you with the exception of Gregor. Gregor, you fall asleep to begin with. And as you are reaching your peak sleep, I guess, you open your eyes. Oh, God. And you find yourself back in the realm of Cyric. Hi everyone, Tom again. Just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who has watched and listened to this one. As you may have guessed from this episode, it is the last one of this arc, but that doesn't mean that we're going anywhere, as next session begins another slightly smaller arc, and having already recorded a few of them, it gets weird. This episode has featured JB as Deeks, Coogan as Gregor the Last, Gareth Ryan as Ezador, and Tom Crab as the DM. Intro, midpoint and outro music were, as usual, provided by JB, and editing and sound mixing was done by Tom Crab. This episode has also featured some absolutely stunning tracks and ambiences, so if you liked what you heard, check out the description for the links to their tracks and, of course, a big thank you to the following for allowing us to use their creations. Adrian Von Ziegler, Alexander Nakhalada, Alexandra Zelenov, Kevin McLeod, Music Restored, Survival Spheres, Sword Coast Soundscapes, The Seventh Midnight, and Vivek Abhishek. Rollcast is on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can find us on all of them using the handle at castthatroll. So if you've watched this on YouTube and you like what we do, like the video and drop us a sub. It apparently helps with the algorithm. We've also got all of our previous episodes up in our Season 1 playlist, so again, why not go through it? Catch up and give them a like as well. Our Twitter and Facebook has information about upcoming episodes, clips from the latest episode, and very soon, lore and behind-the-scenes facts. Again, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean, all on the handle at CastThatRole. Don't want to watch, but still want to listen? We got your back. Look for Rollcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Good Pods, and all other podcast platforms. Or, alternatively, add our RSS feed so you never miss an episode again. Thank you again to everyone who has watched or listened to this episode. I, I really hope you all enjoyed it. The actual tempo part of this arc took a long time to plan and to develop, so seeing it finally be all over is is a bit odd, but I am very excited for what we've got coming up for you. We'll see you all on the 19th of July for episode 17, Rain and Thunder, where we'll start off our new arc, explore the lands a little bit, and see just how the group is dealing with so many recent losses and failures. Until then though, we'll see you in two weeks for another session at the table.
<laughs> that was brilliant. Where, no, leave it on. Where leave are it on. my dice? <laughs> <laughs> Am I back to normal now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should have left it on. 